Shumra Bjog. Son of <laughs> Son of a bitch. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to On Shumra Bjog. Welcome back to the tiny room. I am the Michael of Michael and Benjamin's podcast, your weekly pop culture, movies, TV shows and comic book podcast. And I am joined by the man who is known as the creepiest creep in all of Irish podcasting. It's Benjamin. Hello. That was as creepy as I could manage on short notice. That, that hurt my feelings a little bit, Michael. Um, I bloody got you. I got you right where it hurts. Yeah, got me right where it hurts. Uh, the one thing feelings. that I'm terrified of becoming. Benjamin, we're sitting slightly further away than usual <laughs> today. <laughs> Miles away. So far. Oh, we oh. can just barely touch fingertips. Awful. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> 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 theme music. Theme music for the podcast. We don't actually have anything. Very good. Very amusing. Benjamin, it is the week of Halloween. Ooh. And yeah, we'll talk about spooky things. Very spooky. Look at the waveform on that Halloween. You got some serious oomph. Yeah, a lot, lot of bass good. going on there. Benjamin. Yes. The spookiest thing we saw this week was the bloody trailer for Bloodshot. <laughs> Spooky in the sense of it just being a horrific portent of what Hollywood's to become. Benjamin. The trailer opens with the phrase, based on the best-selling comic... It leaves out best on the... Le- oh, I did a good joke there. Yeah, ruined it. You did well. It leaves out based on the best-selling but not good comic. Yeah. Bloodshot. It, it is Edgelord, the movie. Um, it has all those kind of classic tropes. It's exactly why people read Bloodshot, though. It's like, I'm a man of honor. I'm going to punch this guy in the head. I'm going to punch this guy in the head. It's me, Vin Diesel. It's Vin Diesel. He's not white, though. He's not white. Not at all. He probably will have red eyes at some point because I bet that Vin Diesel didn't even read the comic. He's just like, he has red eyes. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. I doubt that. I think Vin Diesel's a pretty big nerd. I'd say he probably read it. Probably. Isn't he a D&D guy? It's not a good comic, though. Well. Well. Well, isn't it? Well. For those of you who don't know what Bloodshot is, you can check out our Collecting Issues episode on just that topic. Yeah, we did a Collecting Issues on Synergy. Benjamin, yeah. the trailer in it- the... Great tradition of Hollywood trailers has given away the whole film. Yep, the whole film is very, very clear. Uh, he is a soldier, possibly, 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 yes, which is very close to possibly, possibly in Iraq, in an Iraq, Afghanistan, in in a in a sandy part of the world. Yes, um, and it looks like Michael. It looks like yes. he's only gone and got himself killed in combat. Then I'm willing to bet that he hasn't. I'd be willing to bet that he has been killed, so they could enter him into the bloodshot program. He's been poached. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, and he's been manipulated from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, I find it interesting that Guy Pierce is starring as the antagonist in Again. a Memento-style movie. Yes, uh, very interesting, Which isn't I'm it? quite looking forward to. It looks like Memento, but as an action film and not backwards. Yes, it's Memento so forward. They've stolen Memento's plot twist, revealed it in the trailer, and then taken any possible sting out of the twist by having it be in chronological order. Look, it's it's it was a weird choice. It was a badly you could have done that trailer without the big twist, and you would have had an interesting twist in the cinema. Yep. Hello. Sorry. Yeah. No. This is phone Ben. Oh, okay. You want to speak to Ben? Yeah, Ben. Ben. It's two thousand four. They're calling because they want their Johnny Cash theme music back. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, lads. Look, it's it's wherever the money is. You know yourselves. Um, yeah. So we have a. a it's just not even a good rendition. Like, oh, eh, that'll get me in trouble. That'll get you in trouble with Johnny Cash um, fans, Ben. I was very careful about saying that 
Johnny Cash has the theme music for a song is a bit dated, but I think it's covered. Oh, what I'm surprised they didn't do is the Hollywood staple of taking a classic song and turning it into a strange, haunting melody to use as a refrain. Uh, because they do that all the time now in every trailer that you ever see. Well, you, you don't have to do that if Johnny Cash has already done it for you. Yeah, that's true. It's not that haunting, though. It's pretty haunting. It's kind of jaunty Memories at a certain point. Memories are made of explosions. <laughs> big, big explosions and Vin Diesel's rage. I think Vin Diesel has wanted to play Bloodshot for a very long time. Has he? I, I, I think he's been attached to this concept for a very long time. Okay. He's just, you know, hey, I'm a, I have a punch a man. I, I don't look anything like the character, but I can do it. Yeah, I'll jump out. See how he jumped out? Of, he's fighting Dr. Octopus and then he jumps out of the building. He does the classic. The, yeah, it's just the Vin Diesel the jump. Yeah. Uh, hey, The Rock, I can jump out of a building and fight a man on a lift as well. Do it, no problem. Doesn't matter. Do you think that he secretly has that competition with everything he says, where he's just on his phone to his agent going, I won't do that. I don't think it's secret. Wasn't there, yeah, a, there remember was a whole we were talking about the point system in, yeah, in Fast and Furious? There was where a whole spat. For each one who got a punch in, the other one had to get attacks a, a of equal value. Ridiculous. Red, Vin, ridic- ri- the Chronicles of Ridiculous. They ah. <laughs> You were right, though. I liked how your brain was putting that See together was as you going, go. It was Riddick. Uh, the Chronicles of Riddick. There are some Riddicky looking moments as well. So if you enjoyed a Riddick, yeah. you'll like where he fights the, the goons where in the red light. Where he's a big light. dark badass. Yeah. Um, Look, for ben, some bizarre reason, Winston from New Girl is playing a British person. Is that Winston from New Girl? Winston from New Girl. I did not put that um, together. One of the interesting things is Hollywood seems to never learn that British people can play Americans all they want. But when you make an American play a British accent, it doesn't work. Unless it's Don Cheadle in Ocean's Eleven, Governor. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's gonna, just... gonna blow up the doors and whatnot, and Governor. <laughs> they do the worst job ever. There's 60 million English people then. Well, I mean, you could say that about all the Amer- the English people that play Americans, but English actors are generally classically trained. The thing about it is, as well, America is such a wide range of accents that you don't have to get it spot on. Because they're not generally playing an exact accent. No, they can avoid it. Other than our boy Driss, <laughs> who is a master of the, what was it, Baltimore? Yeah. Baltimore, uh, the poor Baltimore accent. He was yeah. very good at that. Impoverished, socioeconomically disadvantaged yeah, Baltimore. Yeah, disadvantaged Baltimore. As opposed to, like, say, you, Laurie, who's just doing it. I'm a generic American. <laughs> I'm an asshole. I'm a generic. So is everybody else. My so leg is sore, but that guy's got the plague. Well, well, does he? Does he? <laughs> Has he got the plague? Has he got the plague, or is he faking? Yeah. Because I'm a cynic. And he's a nymphomaniac. And then once a season, we have an episode where a house is wrong. And he but has to it reflect. turns out it's a dream. <laughs> what are we, uh, what on are other we counts, I do like Hugh Laurie. So sorry about that, Hugh. What are we doing? What uh, are we, yeah, how did we get from Bloodshot to that? So oh, uh, we're going to have to go see that yeah. one way or the other. Because we've done so many Bloodshot related things. We'll have to go see it several times. Oh, no, Ben. I've just realized it's also a time loop movie, kind of. Dun. So we'll have, to do, we'll have to do another time loop episode. Oh, no, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> you were so confused last time. It was very amusing. Michael. Ben, you've got the running order in front of you, not me. So you're going to have to do the segues last this week. Last week, you and I took a look at a, a comic staple. Um, we literally opened up one of the comics and pulled out one of the staples that held it together and analysed it under a microscope. Yeah, it fell it apart. Fascinating look yeah. at No we looked at Watchmen Michael by Alan Moore And Dave we, Gibbons We Watches of the Watchmen We Watches the Watchmen Is the name of the episode Very funny um, Very funny people Michael Anyway The bloody series dropped That evening Stop Yes Stop it The series dropped that evening The series evening, dropped yeah. that evening uh, You have seen it yes. I have not No Let's go Bone Idol 
Ben, did you enjoy it? Oh, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, look, Ben. Variety it. called it. <laughs> Variety called it. A Stone Cold classic. <laughs> I saw it, Ben. I watched it with my good lady friend. Off you and, pop now, uh, Are we doing spoilers? Uh, we'll, well, we'll avoid spoilers for the first couple of minutes and then we'll get into spoilers. Oh, classic. Uh, and I've also spoken about it with good friend of the pod, Shane. Oh, he's a good friend of the pod, isn't he? Yeah. Um, also your arch nemesis but a good friend of the pod and he's, he's kind of lost his status as my arch nemesis on account of being so lovely yeah, a lot of the time we spent time together you haven't been on the twitter recently no, yeah. I never go near twitter don't, go, don't look at the twitter look oh, um, he'll stab you in the back as soon as I look at you some, <laughs> some good ones though this week look check it out at podcast wanker anyway Ben go on it's very good it's a good intriguing world it's uh Incredibly well shot and acted. Does it suck you in, Michael? Doesn't it? it does. It sucks you right in there. The costumes are great. It's a it's a very interesting... It follows on from the, the comic book. You could watch the movie and, and let it follow on from that. Other than... I don't know how relevant the ending is going to be. There are squid in this. But there's no overt reference to the ending that would confuse you if your reference point was the movie. Okay. And you know, the two are similar enough that... Almost exactly the same apart from a possibly better ending in the movie. And there are no characters in the series from the movie so far. Oh. Oh. You see where I'm going? Oh. So far, no characters. I didn't see that. There's the the reference to Rorschach, obviously, because there's the 7th Cavalry. Is that what they're called? They're called the 7th Cavalry. Is that a a confederate? Yes, they're kind of racist. Oh, no. Yeah. Kind of only. No, they are. Well, they're anti-government. Oh, they're like tea partiers. mm, A bit more violent. Donald Trump supporters. You could argue. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to, but you could. I'll but do it. I don't the, mind. <laughs> but the police are also very uh, conservative and heavy-handed in this. But even though the, the, the police are the good guys, the, the, this is a weird. It's a weird show. It's it's very much Ben. It's it's Watchmen, but right. it's about blacks and whites. Oh, that's a lot of it. Just like is, Rorschach's mask is about. It, a lot more of this is about racial tension than was in any Watchmen. Well, I think before. that was inevitable in some form, wasn't it? America, that America, and how it's, it's grown. They're just mad for the old racism. It is actually shocking. There's such a multicultural place with so many immigrants as backgrounds, but, but not. Just, we don't like them because they don't always, look the same as us. They're always fighting about racism. But it opens Ben with a a man, a poor man. But a poor white man <gasps> being pulled over by a policeman. Oh, no. And in this universe, Ben, the police wear masks to protect their identities because the police are so hated that they have to protect their identities. You, you can't publicly tell people you're a member of the police. Oh, that's so weird. Uh, so, yeah, they wear masks. So a policeman pulls over a white a hillbilly, if you will. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what's going on here, Mr. Billy? And the man's like, I'm just delivering lettuce. And there's a bit of tension and it looks like a classic reversal of we think the cop might shoot the unarmed white guy. But it's actually the the cop is a black guy. Ah, So it looks like a black cop is going to shoot a poor unarmed white guy. And he goes back to his car. In this universe, the police can't draw their guns without a release from the station. Oh, so they have to call the station and say, I think this guy's a bad egg. Unlock my holster, please. Yeah, so he can get the gun. And then while he's talking. The guy shoots him. 
Oh, against hillbilly. Yeah, against hillbilly by the man. And then the whole time you go, oh my God, race relations are upside down in this whole thing. The That's not the opening scene. Sorry, the opening scene is the race riots in Tulsa in 1921. 1921? So, yeah, so it's the Ku Klux Klan killing... Uh, the most proper, prosperous black town in America. Oh, that's uncomfortable. It's it's it, look, it's a very racially driven driven plot. story. But even though it's racially driven, it still fits in the Watchmen universe. There are masked vigilantes, if not directly on the cops' payroll, they're they're augmenting the police force. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you have um. What's his name? One of my favourite guys. The guy who played Samuel Stearns in The Hulk. He played that little creepy guy in the TV show Chaos. Oh. Um, you know the guy I'm talking I about. I know exactly who you're talking about. Oh, no. No. Donald. Tim Blake Nelson. Tim Blake Nelson is in it. Tim Blake and Nelson. And he plays one of the masked vigilantes called Tim Blake Nelson. Mirror Face or something like that. Yeah. And he seems to be, he's a masked vigilante in the style of a Rorschach or something, but he's a deep south guy with a big handlebar moustache and oh, nice. his, his speciality seems to be interrogation. I'd watch that. It's pretty good. There's a, a guy in a red tracksuit and he's Russian and he's called the Red Terror, I think. Oh. And he just has like a wrestler's mask and a red tracksuit and, and an AK-47. <laughs> <Look>. <laughs> that, that's his vigilante. Should look. Yeah, it's, it's Don Johnston is in it. As as Don Johnston. As Don Johnston. He plays Nash Bridges, Chief of Police. Oh, sweet Jesus. Uh, in the Watchmen universe. Uh, we'll get into spoilers in a minute, but he's also very good. And Ben, here come the spoilers. Do you want some spoilers now? Here come the spoilers. Yeah, get, go ahead. Here come the spoilers for Watchmen. He's killed at the end of the first episode. Oh. But I suspect, I'm sure you've heard the story that, uh, you might have even told me the story that Jeffrey Dean Morgan when he saw the script for Watchmen, he turned down the role of comedian because he saw he died on the first three pages. Yes. And then they told him, no, 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 Jeffrey Dean Morgan, I know it's hard for you chomping on your cigars and doing pull-ups, but read the rest of it. You're actually in the film. You're very Quite important. Quite a bit. So I think we're going to find out about Don Johnstone's past and I don't think he's out of the series. He's just out of this continuity. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, well, that'll do it. The, the story's going to be who killed him why did they kill him and I suppose when it boils down to it isn't that what Watchmen is really that's all it is it's a murder mystery yeah and Watchmen the comic was a murder mystery which, with bigger stakes with big stakes well I mean a murder mystery that gradually reveals itself to have big stakes meanwhile breaking down the genre of comic books perhaps Ben in an amazingly ideal world this will be a murder mystery which turns out to have bigger stakes breaking down the the conventions of genre TV racism racism <laughs> genre but I mean isn't that what what Watchmen was well, that's Watchmen what it's supposed was, to be Watchmen was a reflection of its time yes well let's and hope this this does now a reflection of its time that's eh? what I'm saying Ben yeah, let's keep you, some fingers crossed you, huh you son of a yeah fucking son but it's of a very, it's very good and uh, Laurie Blake is to be in the second episode Silk Spectre Silk Spectre but she has gone on to become an FBI lady oh. Not a vigilante anymore. Oh. And in the teaser for the upcoming weeks, there was a very brief glimpse of a blue hand. <gasps> was it a Dr. Manhattan? Probably or was it not. just a man a with good, blue hands? It's a good blue herring. Blue, uh, blue <laughs> it's a good blue herring. I think herrings are blue, just, naturally. <laughs> are they? Yeah, it's just called a herring. Blueish. Kind of teal. 
Teal herring. Yeah. Ben's uh, favourite type of herring. Anyway, Ben, I will watch it and I will update you bi-weekly. Because I won't. <laughs> do, do you not think you're going to watch it? No, I probably will. I, I think you should watch it, Ben. I'll probably go home and watch that first episode when there's I get home. A, there's, a, there's a nun in it. She's like a badass, kick-ass she Sounds vigilante. like a sexy nun. She's kind of sexy. Yeah, 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 She's hook a me in. little bit sexy. Yeah, she'll, hook me in. She'll kick you in the head and then Whoop. throw you in her boot. <laughs> or trunk. Friday night for Ben, huh? For her American friends. Trunk. <laughs> You're just laughing at the word trunk. What a, <laughs> what a maturity. Benjamin, speaking of segues, <laughs> yes. what's next on this list that you've written and I haven't? Um, you've done the... That's next week's episode. Yeah, just Why go is the other side. Because I wrote it in the wrong order. Just stop being Watermelon. Read it. Watermelon. Yeah. Watchmen oh, no. Watchmen. Then speaking of Netflix... There's another thing that was out this week. No, no, we're not doing that until next week. I told you not to write it there then, you son <laughs> of a... I put a pin in it. Oh, God. God <laughs> damn it. What we're talking about next is, speaking of sexy ladies... Oh, yeah. Bloody Catwoman's been cast in the Marvel oh, Batman oh, movie. Oh, very good. Who is it, Ben? And it's my all-time favourite, Zoe Bloody Kravitz. Formative experience. Zoe, formative experience, Kravitz. In what sense was Zoe Kravitz... Have... Now, Ben, keep this family-friendly, but what role did Zoe Kravitz... Uh, appeal to you in no she didn't really but just, I just like uh, to call her that because you know I'm mad into Zoe Kravitz you're mad into you're mad for Zoe Kravitz very right? sexy very alternative I think it's pronounced cravats cravats yeah. huh? I don't think so she's but okay. made of like men's she's made formal of men's wear. silk and formal wear yeah. Zoe Kravitz um, well, she is in my book Michael she's just, she just seems great um, very silky Ben I, the first time I think I saw Zoe Kravats correctly um, was probably in the X-Men Origins film which oh, yeah, plays which the sexy like pixie lady Um. And uh, she's bloody great. She's very attractive. I just, Good. I think we did talk about this. We probably did. Look, sure, we're doing yeah. it again now because yeah. it's important. Um, Michael inappropriately um, gave me some some inspiration for a Photoshop project <laughs> at one point. Um, I did. All the while I was working. Yeah. I was just like, oh, that's inappropriate. Yeah. Oh, that's so, also inappropriate. Yeah. I thought something was going wrong with the amount of messages I was getting from Michael. I was just sending you well, sexy photos as I gravitated. Something awful had happened. <laughs> nope. The sexy, sexy versions of Zoe Kravitz and then one sexy version of Michael's uh, little crush, bloody, uh, what, Megan Good as a sexy cat lady. She was a sexy cat lady too. She was Catwoman um, in Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman costume from 1992's Batman Returns, which just revs mixed motor. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> I don't know. Just, you know. You've closed the book so we don't know what the content. next thing is. <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry. Moving on from there because we've already talked about it even though we both had a serious meeting before this and said no we definitely didn't talk about it but we did. The Immortal Hulk. Oh yeah. Issue number 25. Oh yeah. Or mm-hmm. Jumping the Cosmic Shark. Do you think so? Nah. He'll well, be ben, fine. He'll pull it back. But it's it's gotten very big. Michael. Give us a brief summarization of the Immortal Hulk episode 25. Immortal Hulk 75 follows a, a space civilization that we are unfamiliar with in mm-hmm. the Marvel Universe, preparing for some kind of cataclysm. Yes. Um, and it's a hyper-advanced race that does kind of biotechnological experiments to breed new... They seem to be the last living creatures in yeah. the universe. They, they seem to have survived longer than anybody else. Yeah. And they are traversing the darkness of space, yeah. prepping for a cataclysm of some kind... An unmaker, I think is what they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've and come up with it. You're thinking, Ben, it's Galactus. You're thinking it's Galactus because that's traditionally who it is. Norin, Norin, no, Norin rides the Silver Surfer. What's his name? Galen. Galen. Galen Galactus. Bloody <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Galactus to you. Galen um, McGalactus. <laughs> and you, you're, you're given an awful lot of hints that it might be him, mm. but Michael. What is it? It's only bloody not. It's not him. Who is it? It's bloody, it's the Immortal Hulk, Michael. Well, yeah. 
technically is not the immortal Hulk at all. It's the one below all. Yeah. In cosmic Hulk form. Um, at the end of issue 24 of the immortal Hulk, spoiler alert, um, we find out that basically the immortal Hulk seems to become the most powerful being in the universe. Yeah. He eats Metatron, which is the voice of Metron, Metatron. Can't remember. He eats a representation of the one above all. Does he? Um, yeah. I the, don't remember that. At the end of issue 24, he's in space and the thing comes to visit him and ask him what kind of person he'll be. And he oh, turns yeah. into a big evil Hulk thing and devours him. That was at the end of the universe, wasn't it? Yeah. And he okay. says, how did you do it? And he goes like this. And nom, he nom, transforms nom, nom, into nom. a big nom 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 yeah. kind of guy. And uh, eats him. But anyway, we come across bloody Cosmic Hulk. And Cosmic Hulk is a real bad egg. Yeah. Um, the final form of the one below all is revealed. And in, in traditional Immortal Hulk style, very unsettling image. Lots That's of horrific. body parts, screaming and faces. faces in flesh. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want it. Get it away from me. <laughs> um, it's some tough stuff. It's a very ambitious issue, Michael. It is, isn't it? I don't know if it was as good as I was hoping it would be. Here's the thing about it. Uh, as I said on Instagram, Ben, it proves the notion that when you have a stone cold runaway hit on your hands, every mad idea you've had in the back of your head for years, you can just let them out. Yeah. Because this, Ben, betrays, I think, and betrays is a strong word and I might rescind it. In Betrayal. A but it betrays what this series started as which was a return to the Hulk's origins as a horrible nighttime monster he's grown into something and far beyond any Hulk that we've seen before squishing suns between his hands yeah. and existing as an entity outside time madness Ben yeah it's a whole new kind of absolute lunacy it's a whole new bag do you think oh in a little footsie <laughs> do you think it might just uh, do you think it might just be a one shot I think it is a one. I think this is in the tradition of Marvel at the end of the universe kind of gigs. Yeah. We've seen it a couple of times with Cosmic Ghost Rider. What happened to Frank Castle? Thanos has oh. his own version of that. Old King Thor. Um, the Maestro, who yeah, is Maestro, evil yeah. Hulk in the, the future. Bloody Old Man Logan. Phoenix Wolverine. Phoenix Wolverine. We get these every once in a while. Sometimes they crop up again. Like Phoenix Wolverine crops up again in the Infinity War. Well, Phoenix Wolverine was Jason Aaron. Yeah, and he came back, and then he was used again with the time baseball bat, which I was doing a bit of reading <laughs> about this week. Ah, oh, fascinating. J- Jason Aaron just does whatever he wants. He does whatever he wants. Whatever he wants, because he's, he's, and hopefully soon, Go on. the wonderful writer of Immortal Hogan looks like he's he's on his journey to doing whatever he wants. I'm going to do whatever I want. Um, Because I'm making the big books. I want to do a thing about genderless beings. Yeah. In space. <laughs> in space. And they're the last ones. They look like colourful plastic spoons with dresses. The spoons with dresses and they don't like the Hulk <laughs> because he's huge now. And, and, three of them to make a baby. And, and, you're not going to believe this, isn't the end of the universe. Not at all. And they're like, all right, Al. All right, Al. All right, Mr. Ewing. Yeah, look, you, you've made a bit of money, so you, you can do whatever you want. You've had enough cold medicine, so you can just put it down now. You can do whatever you want now. And his hands are faces, and his faces are hands. <laughs> All right, Al. Well, that's okay. That's to be fair, Grant Morrison has made an entire career of I'm going to do this with him. Yeah, and then they'd be like, oh, "Okay, Grant, just put yeah. the knife down, put the chaos scepter down, oh. stop spunking onto a towel, <laughs> which you're then going to use to curse Ben." <laughs> Jim Lee, editor in chief of Marvel, is like, "How did you get into my house again?" Jim Lee, Grand, editor in chief no, of Marvel, but for the purposes of this bit, isn't them um, in unrelated yes. news to my Al Ewing impression? 
isn't uh, that's that's now the Al Ewing impression going forward. <laughs> what, his voice? faces are hands and his hands are faces, <laughs> and there's people in space. Al, Al Ewing is just a man who has mixed alcohol and cold medicine together. He's very big, <laughs> and then he's very small, and he'll he'll punch a moon. Al Ewing. He'll punch a moon as soon as he'd look at it. I won't have any moons. Al Ewing. <laughs> not in this day. What am I doing, Ben? This is not a good podcast. Al Ewing is from Kerry. Yeah, he's from uh, Kerry. He's <laughs> fucking mad as a brush. He hates moons. That's bloody Alan Ewing from yeah. up on the farm there. Alan, anyway. Alan McEwing. He's Alan related McEwing. to oh, Galen McElectus. <laughs> um, what are we doing this What week? are we doing? What am I talking about? So from yes, one big... No, sorry. <laughs> hold on. Before you segue... Um, did, did you see that Kevin Feige is overall creative director of Marvel now? That's what I do. They basically got rid of Loeb. They've got rid of Perlmutter. Good. They've got rid of all of them. He's he's large and in charge of everything now. The Mac Daddy. Yeah. Probably he'll be the last surviving Marvel writer at the end of the universe. <laughs> probably. And I'd still watch his movies because he's he, a little bit better than everybody else. He'll absorb all of the other stories into him. and he, People will never tell a story because it's like, if you tell a story... He can show up <laughs> and absorb you into and his soul. You. Yeah, and yeah. everyone will have no stories, and it'll be just dull and grey and lifeless. Oh no! What uh, one thing they did? I'm arguing. <laughs> what's, what's the little thing that they grow? The little baby thing is it like a virus to get the Hulk. I can't. No, I think it's a time traveling thing. Oh, okay. It didn't. I'm gonna send it back in time and say, "Don't become the Hulk, you son of a bitch." <laughs> yeah, don't go to and that shenanigan. Uh, don't. He's so big. <laughs> so weak. Anyway, from one big spooky scary <laughs> being to another big spooky scary being, as as Michael pointed out, ladies and gentlemen, it is the spooky season Ooh. filled with skeletons and other zombies, nonsense, zombies, and and all kinds of things, witches. So we're only in the birthplace of that very holiday here, Michael. Now today, Kerry, Kerry. <laughs> no. Uh, ben. We, we don't call it Halloween, Michael Yes, we do No, we don't I do No, we don't You ben. didn't go to a Gwale school for 18 years of your fucking life You can't yeah, get back No, I didn't What uh, do you call it? Ihahona Oh, no, no one calls it that Ihahona It's Boreen Brack <laughs> Translate, Ben uh, Boreen Brack is a little uh, kind of cakey thing that you have as a tea brack And inside it is a ring yeah, what and does the ring do? But he sits in your finger. Oh, very good. It doesn't <laughs> bind nine other rings or anything. <laughs> no, nah, there's the nothing like that, no. Oh, It'd be a bit dodgy if we were handing out ancient prophecy rings and every bit of boring brack that we had. Um, but look, Iahauna is a, is a big occasion here, or Halloween, that everybody else calls it. And the Halloween that you might know, if you're not from Irlanda, uh, is probably the Americanized version of it. Get out of here, America. Where we got all the movies. Because uh, all of us went to bloody emigrated over to that America. Yeah. And didn't we take our traditions so that we could keep them alive? We're Halloween. Halloween. Dressing up. Alcoholism. Uh, racism. Racism. Towards and against. Yes. <laughs> Slave labor-like conditions. You yeah. know, it's yeah, a whole thing. It's a whole gang of them. It's oh. just... Just melting pot great times um, but anyway we decided we'd take a look because Americans don't seem to understand where it comes from and they're they're much more into now Halloween in America is like watch out someone's gonna give marijuana candy to your kids be vigilant this Halloween and everyone's like I'm not wear your goddamn Rorschach masks here comes Al Ewing and all those people are there going no nobody's giving away our weed edibles let's Get this started then, Ben, by you answering the very simple question, what even is Halloween? Halloween's pagan festival, Michael. Um, Samhain, S-A-M-H-A-I-N. Samhain. Samhain is Samhain. the harvest festival that we have. 
Uh, it is the end of the the summery months, yeah. the, the warmer months. Yeah. We we harvest the crops. Yeah. We take the cows down from the higher up pastures where they yeah. keep cool during the summer months. Yeah. Uh, and we execute our livestock and store them <laughs> for uh, the winter. <laughs> Have you used execute on purpose there? You you know excuse the wrong word. Well. They haven't committed treason, <laughs> You, Sir Mooingsworth, stand accused of treason against your king. How do you plead? <laughs> Execute him. <laughs> That's a confession. Um, they slaughter the cows yeah. uh, and store the meat for them. Cold, cold winter months. It would have uh, been pigs, really, wouldn't it? And goats and stuff, not so much cows. No, they wouldn't have done it with cows because cows gave us milk. Mm. Michael, and we needed the milk to keep on going. So it would have been the, the smaller livestock, your, your sheeples. Um, and your pigs and stuff like that so we'd have a nice stock of meat for the winter when it was bloody nippy and out, then Michael. Ben what did they do with all the bones well Michael yeah Oskelge yeah we're going to have a lot of that today Tinikanov Michal Tinikanov which is a weird name for a bone fire Tinikanov Tinna being fire in Gaelic and Kanov being bone and they uh, chucked them all in a fire a bonfire. They don't lit them up. A bonfire, Michael. Mm. And if you were a drunken Irishman, I'd say, light a bonfire. <laughs> bonfire. Let it now. And that's where we got bonfire from, Michael. That I is absolutely good. not the etymology of where we got bonfire it from. Is. No, it is. Apart from <laughs> it the is. drunken thing. Apart from the drunken part. That's the part that, that is not an accurate representation. Um, but more importantly, in, in a pagan sense, Michael, mm. um, those were some of the very practical aspects yeah. um, of, of the Halloween festival. But in, in a more mythological, symbolic sense. Spiritual. The bloody veil, Michael. The veil of, the veil between realities. Bloody wafery. Bloody mm. wafery, Michael. Um, very, very thin. And this is the night when all the, the fae and the she and the, the spooky, scary skeletons. And ghosts. Yeah, slip on through the veil and they can come and visit. Um, and that's a good thing sometimes. Other times it's a terrible thing, Michael. Um, it's very spooky. Very spooky. But to us, that's what it is. Um Originally, what would happen is another strange part of that ritual is where we get the costume dressing up end of things is you would have gentlemen who dressed up as spirits mm. and came around your house and did now a collection um, of the monies. Um, I'm not really sure what it was for. Well, there's a few. There was a, there are a few different Celtic traditions spread across Ireland, Scotland, Wales. Souling. Souling is where one. people would come around and collect soul cakes. Oh. So the rich would make cakes and then the poor would knock house to house for Good it. of them. But you know, it's you know, it all comes back to uh it all comes back to it's getting into winter and food's running out and pantry it's hard times. Yeah. So the rich have more money, so the poor would go knocking on doors collecting souls. And they would often dress as wild, loose souls. Yeah. So they'd be ghosts. You know, the classic sheet ghost. The sheet ghost. Um, they would be sheet ghosts. And they go, ooh, I'm a spooky ghost. Give me a soul or I will take your soul. And they would go, all right, here she is. Jesus Christ. Looks like these fucking kids. <laughs> Bloody Al Ewing's been on the cold medicine again. <laughs> and then in Ireland, we had guising. Which is, go on. Where people would dress up, basically. In, in a disguise. In a disguise. And it would be adults and kids. Oh. And adults would often dress up as kind of troop leaders or something and they'd hide their identities with some sort of mask. Fun for all the and family. And if you want to see some horrific, bloody oh, scary yeah, masks, you go to the bloody Museum of Country Life in Ireland and you have a look at some of those 18th century masks. Oh, they're real bad, are they? They look like, they look like cowboy masks. 
you know, like a cowboy yeah. would wear to cover the bottom of his face like a bandana, but all over the face with the eyes cut out and then lips drawn on. Oh, God. Oh, oh no good. No good. Ooh. So, um, I think the, the idea that, um, I think the idea that we invented dressing up as scary things to scare spirits. spirits I think that might be apocryphal. <gasps> I'm not sure if that's Michael, true. You, you wash that word out of your mouth. From my limited reading on the subject, Ben. Your, your, your limited reading is probably better than my six-hour intensive reading. <laughs> uh, in fairness, your attention span is much more finesse than mine. But, Ben, it also gave us... So, the whole idea of dressing up, particularly as spooks or spirits or she can or use that word Michael you can we have American listeners you can use it it yeah, just we means don't dress a spooky up ghost spooks. We nobody's, nobody's dressing up as spooks in Ireland spook Ben has three meanings the first meaning is a ghost the second meaning is a spy and the third meaning is the racist one that you are jumping to I am using the first and the second one sometimes they dressed up as CIA operatives you don't get how people perceive you yes you do um, so yeah You could dress up as a spook We so, here at the Michael and Benjamins podcast it's Join not- <laughs> Join with other Strict anti-racist people In saying Justin Trudeau Do not take that As an excuse To go and paint your face black What's Again Oh uh, look he, was, he painted his face brown No It was brown It's blackface Doesn't matter Can't yeah, do but it But it was physically brown It was the 80s Don't It was fine <laughs> not, back then That's though. not an excuse it Don't listen to my co-host On this particular occasion It was occasion. fine in the 80s I enjoyed that you make fun of me Every week for being Slightly racist and whatnot As humour yeah. And then you just come out And say the most racist things There's nothing racist About what I've said yeah. What have I said You said it was fine in the 80s Yeah no, Not good now <laughs> I don't think he'd do it now It was never good he did, well he didn't know people didn't know it was never good you can't hold the pa- okay let's have a let's have a okay <laughs> Michael and Ben's podcast is becoming a debate about um, if, the if, ethics if, of blackface no no not the ethics of blackface the ethics of if things in the past should be judged by modern standards well you love this game well do you want, let's play the game do you want to play the game or are we talking about Halloween game, then. <laughs> you Jesus. son of a bitch um, so you could dress as a spook <laughs> you could dress as a skeleton you could dress up as a bloody some sort of spirit, some sort or of demon spirit thingy. Ben, tell us about though. Basically, what we're doing here is we're getting into the idea that uh, we're getting into the idea that a lot of the Halloween monsters and goblins and famous Halloween characters mm-hmm. directly, basically, come and are influenced by by ancient Celtic traditions of Sawan. By our lovely Ireland. For example, Ben, one of the most famous Halloween characters of all times is one Michael Myers. Do, 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 do. Exactly, yeah. very good. And Michael Myers, obviously he killed on Halloween, so there's that direct reference. But Michael Myers, his costume, famously, Ben, you'd no doubt know what Michael Myers' costume was made from. Yes, it's the William Shatner It's a William Shatner mask. Star Trek mask, painted white and with the eye holes widened and mechanics Weird. overalls. But he really looks like what Irish kids and adults dressed like back in the day. At yeah, I'm gonna have to look this up. Back now. in the day, you you spin your wheel. You know, there. he's just got a spooky white mask on, and he's uh, this scary monster thing. He's not he's not anyone specific. He's just the scary 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 thing. You see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. So I mean, he really is one of the ones that to me draws a lot of influence from. He would not exist without the Celtic tradition, is what I'm saying. Ben. I see what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. Tell us about that. That is not an old Irish Halloween costume. First thing that comes up is a fucking. <laughs> <lesson>. <laughs> Look, Ben. 
I tell you what, the poor Irish in the 18th century certainly did not invent the sexy barmaid Halloween costume. I think it's probably more like these creepy little fuckers here. Yeah, yeah, that's (laughs) they're the lads. I mean, don't they look like a young Michael Myers in many ways? Topical. Don't show me black. (laughs) Don't show me blackface, Ben. Do not show me pictures of blackface, please. Look at that. I know. Isn't it spooky? Terrifying. They look so unhappy. Um, That comes from. You know, it's those simple faces of triangles and mm. geometric shapes that come from the old pumpkin themselves, Michael. Go on. Sure, bloody pumpkin carving comes from an old Irish story as well, Michael. Do you want to hit us there, Ben? Well, I'm going to have to because that's kind of what I was lining myself up for. Oh, but yeah, good. in general. Or do you want to argue about whether past generations should be held to the standards of present generations? I'm arguing. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with Mick today. I haven't figured it out yet. Just go for it. Um, yeah, anyway. <laughs> Irish mythology and Irish stories have a lot to do with they, we personify a lot of what would traditionally be huge concepts so death and Ooh. the devil and Ooh. God on occasion but less so God because you can't be messing around and putting God in as a regular person in your stories unless but, you're the show Supernatural unless you're the show Supernatural in which case fuck Supernatural but we'll get to that in a few minutes <laughs> we'll get to that in a few minutes uh, once upon a time Michael yes there was a gentleman named Jack yeah Jack came from a lovely rural Irish town. What town? You know, pick one. A lovely rural Irish town, Skibbereen. Skibbereen. Skibbereen okay. in Cork is it Cork? Yeah, it is in Cork. Yeah. Skibbereen in Cork, and uh, Jack wasn't known by Jack to the villagers. He was known as Stingy Jack to the villagers because he had awful long pockets and very short arms. Michael, oh, awful long pockets and very short arms. Never paid for anything. Couldn't do anything. Just, just a real stingy son of a, a bitch. Stingy, stingy Jack. So one of the evenings. He's sitting there at the bar, drunk out of his mind, mm-hmm. with his pals. And his pal said, "Shit, Jesus, Jack is so stingy that they get the devil to pay. You get the devil to pay for his own drinks." They're very good, yeah. And Stingy Jack said, "I, I, I fucking would. I'll show you now. I fucking would. I'll so anyway, show you now, boys." In traditional Irish kind of fashion, he somehow the devil hears and comes up to say, "I fucking would not." Um, and anyway, they get into a, a, a war of the words, if cool. you will. Yeah, and. He convinces the devil somehow to transform himself into a coin to pay for the drink. Okay, oh, stingy Jack. He's so stingy. So the devil does the it. Devil. I think it was something along the lines of, "You couldn't transform. Like you couldn't be transforming now at all." And the devil said, "I fucking could. I transform into a I'll coin. Transform into a fucking coin as real as that one there on the table." And he goes, "Okay, grand." So he does it, and he goes to pay for the drink. But stingy Jack. What's he do? Long pockets, short arms. Yeah. Chucks it in his pocket, and what's down there in that pocket? I'd say a it's bloody, a bloody cross. It's a cross, is it? Bloody cross, Michael. Cross so what does the what does the devil do? Is it a bloody cross? A, no, it's just a normal cross. Okay, good. A regular cross, yeah, uh, with a form of emphasis ahead of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he chucks it down, and sure, when the devil comes into contact with a cross, Michael, he's stripped of all his power. So the is coin he? sits there in the pocket, and the devil goes, "That fucking son of a bitch! That fucking stingy Jack! That <laughs> fucking stingy Jack! I'll get him." So he sits in the pocket for a year, Michael. The devil does. A year. <laughs> a year in Stingy Jack's long pocket. He never puts his hand in his pockets to take coins out. Exactly, very good. So, eventually, Stingy Jack goes, oh yeah, sure, if the devil in my pocket, I forgot that. Yeah. So he makes a deal with the coin. He says, look, if I let you out, you're not allowed to touch me for a year. Right? I, if I, I, I die... I, I, the version I heard was 10 years, but look, we won't argue. Uh, look, doesn't matter. We won't argue. We'll say 10 years. And in the spirit of, of collaboration, we'll say, you're not allowed to touch my soul for 10 years. Should I die in these next 10 years? You're I'm going, going oh. straight to heaven now. Straight to 
Fuck off now away from me. Uh, and the devil goes, fine, you old boggles, I'll yeah. get you in 10 years. Yeah, I'll get you. And he frees him. And the devil's up and away. He goes, oh, that fucking stingy Jack. And he runs off and he goes around the world. Anyway, Jack's grand. He goes off and makes a deal with Faust. Not a bother. Yeah, he, he nips over to another one. Um, and he goes off and he does his own thing for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And sure, nothing happens. So the devil grand, comes yeah. at the end of 10 years and goes, oh, I'm going to get you. get you. 10 years are up, bucko. Uh, and he goes, Asher, listen to me now, bye. Like, it's grand, no bother. Look, I have one request before I die. And the devil goes, what's your request? What's your Go request on, you to <laughs> and he goes, well, listen to me now. There's an apple over there now. There's an apple over there now. And listen to me now. I can't reach up there. I'm too old. I need a hand to get that apple. <laughs> why is he talking like a, why is he talking like an auctioneer? There's an apple over there. We don't have lim- unlimited time on this 27 podcast. euro for the apple. 27 euro for that apple. 20 IC, 28 Anyways, euro so the, the devil apple goes, go on, I'll get the fucking apple for you. So yeah. he, he nips up the tree. And while he's up there, what does fucking stingy Jack do? I don't know. Carves a bloody cross in the tree. Ah, so Jack. once the devil gets up there, he gets stuck in the fucking tree. <laughs> Devil's a bit of an idiot. <laughs> In all fairness, <laughs> not the, the sharpest. An absolute fucking dope. And he He's, goes, ah, "I'm close to death now, so fuck you. I'm going straight to heaven." So anyway, Jack dies. Yeah, and he goes on up to heaven there now. Yeah, and he gets up to the top of heaven, and God goes, "No, you're some fucker. Like you're not you're, getting in you're here. You're a lion. Who's God also from Cork? You're yeah, right. you're, well, people from Cork like to think so. Um, you're an awful lion. Who are now? You can't be going into heaven. You're an awful unscrupulous sort of character altogether now." Mm-hmm. And so Jack goes up balls <laughs> and he gets sent back down to earth and he can't die. And he realizes, oh, this is terrible. So anyway, the tree grows over time and the, the cross kind of gets stuck back and yeah. he comes out. And he gets out, he escapes. And he says to the devil, oh, look, you can kill me. And he goes, yeah. No, he's already dead, isn't he? Okay. Well, he's kind of half dead. He's, he's stuck uh, in limbo. In the netherworld. But what happens is he makes a deal with the devil and the devil gives him a piece of coal, a single piece of coal and tells him, go on, wander down that path there and you'll, uh, you'll find your way to one of the afterlives. Only the devil finally did a bit of lying himself there now. Oh, good lad. And uh, it turns out that Jack's been walking forevermore, holding that lump of coal in his hand, just wandering around hmm. uh, the afterlife forevermore. And uh, the kind of effigy that you build to Jack is the Jack-O-Lantern. Jack of the Lantern. But you haven't. Oh, the lantern is just a bit of coal. That's not the story I've. I'm oh, come on! You give me your version. The story I'm familiar with, Ben. He he puts the bit of burning coal into a turnip because he can't hold it. Well, that was the tradition at the time. That's how often Irish people made lanterns. temporary lanterns. Jeez, we were awful poor. <laughs> you get a bloody turnip and you'd hollow the bloody turnip out and you'd put a bit of a candle in it or some such, and then some you such. have your 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 lantern. And that was how the poor made lanterns. And now Ben, Ben, the bloody turnip, of course, not as easy to carve as the pumpkin. No, it takes a bit of effort. The North American pumpkin. If you want to see some hideous pumpkin, some hideous carvings, look at a bloody terrifying pumpkin turnip carving. Turnips, Ben, what we call turnips, Americans call rutabagas, which is pretty funny. I know, they're so weird. Americans, what, what they is do? wrong with you, America? Oh, oh, sweet, merciful fucking Christ. Jesus, Ben, the language this episode. <laughs> Michael, that's the first thing that popped isn't, up. Isn't that absolutely terrifying? That's demonic, Michael. Isn't it, isn't it terrifying? I think that's also in the Museum of Country Life in Mayo. It's one of the most terrifying things you'll ever see is a carved turnip. Pumpkins have nothing. Pumpkins have nothing on scariness when it comes to carving a turnip. Ben has become transfixed by scary turnips. <laughs> Michael, inf- that was the stuff of nightmares. I know, that's what I'm saying. So the, the, the carved turnip then gave way to the tradition of the carved pumpkin. Because for North, <laughs> North Americans, they've got loads of pumpkins. Pumpkins. Not as many turnipets. Or rutabagas, as they undoubtedly say. Fucking rutabagas. Get out of here with your rutabagas. That's a stupid word. <laughs> it's a Scottish origin word. Really? Yeah. Rutabaga. Well, root. Root. It's oh, a root, root you know? of. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, anyway, what are we talking about? So, Ben, think of all your favourite bloody Halloween characters who are pumpkins. Bloody. And they all essentially come from the story of Jack o- Jack old Jack. bloody Stingy Jack and his lantern. Bloody Stingy so, Jack and his lantern. Pumpkin Head. Who famously kill oh, you yeah, in a, in a yeah, cornfield yeah. or a pumpkin field? It. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird thing. Yeah, he'll get you, and he's inf- he's inspired by Jack. Um, even Jack Skellington. Yeah, Jack Skellington becomes is the J- pumpkin king. He's got a bloody pumpkin head thing going on. Have you seen the Halloween film Trick or Treat? Which one is that? Now you got Trick or Treat was about oh two thousand. Oh, 11. Is that the, with the little guy? Yeah, And it's uh, an anthology. His name is Sam. Yeah. And it's an anthology. After Sam Hain. And one of the anthologies is, what's her name? From True Blood. But she's... Suke. Yeah, Suke. But she's werewolves in this. Oh, yeah. Remember and she tricks those poor... She's out trying to get the ride all night. And everyone's like, oh, why is she trying to get the ride? And then people try to kill her. But turns out she's going to get them because she's, she's werewolves. Because she's bloody werewolf in a bloody pack. Yeah, so all of those kind of... All of those spooky those, characters. That's a very good series. I enjoy that little series of vignettes. It's a good movie. Yes. I think Sam is the name of the little kid with the pumpkin head. He's the spirit of Halloween, Michael. He's yeah. A, he's a vindictive little spirit of Halloween. But that's him and him very much inspired by the, the he tale looks very like told us. The creepy little children that we, we see, uh, see in see, old Irish. See what I'm bloody saying? Yeah, see what you're bloody saying? Uh, one of the things, probably the reason he's called Sam, Michael, is probably the same reason that I remember watching a, a particular episode of, of Supernatural around Halloween. I think we've talked about this before. We, we definitely have, but go, I'm going to bring it back right. again, Michael, because it, it, oh boy, oh, 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 it gives me some grump. Now, this, um, is, this, of course, is the Supernatural who, in their, I believe, second episode, Pronounced Wendigo as Wendigo. Wendigo, which is definitely not accurate. It might be. Uh, um, I don't think it is, though, is it? Yeah, it's a North American legend, isn't it? They can pronounce they can it however, they however the hell they want with their rutabagas. I think it's a Native American legend, though. I don't I don't think it belongs to... Yeah, uh, look, doesn't matter. Anyway. Bloody rutabagas. Bloody watch this thing, and there's a bloody serial killer on the loose. A supernatural serial killer on the loose. Mm-hmm. Doing lots of bloody dangerous stuff. And I remember watching the episode, and he was like... Uh, Oh, it's Sam Hain, Sammy. <laughs> Sam Hain. And I was like, what the fuck is Sam Hain? And he gets going, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's an ancient pagan god, Sammy. We gotta kill it, Sammy. We can't let this thing out there. We gotta gank it, Sammy. Etc., etc., etc. And I was there going, ancient pagan god called Sam Hain. Because like, at this time, I was I was fairly up to date on Irish mythology. I was like, I've never heard of Sam Hain. That's gas. I'm going to go find out what How that is, is. Sam Hain. How would you spell that? S A M. Oh, my God. <laughs> and what Bloody Supernatural did, Michael, was they took Sound, S-A-M-H-A-I-N. What does Sound mean? Sound is just the harvest. What does it mean? It, I don't think it has a, a root word. I'll look at it now for you. Of course it does. It probably does. Go on, I'll take a look. And I'll keep spinning my own wheels. Because you wear your thing way deeper in your pocket. It's hard for you to get to. Yeah, I also don't know where my phone is. Um, but I remember watching this episode and going, those sons of bitches. Sam Hain, Sammy. And I was like, oh, it's it's just not it. It's it's not correct. It's sound. And they just made up a weird god called like, Sam Hain. Again, Ben, there's a risk. We've talked about this before, but in the comic book series, uh, Hack Slash. Yes. There's also a pumpkin-headed serial killer called Sound. Really? Yeah, and he becomes a lover of the main character, Cassie Hack. Oh. And is kind of redeemed and then not redeemed in the world of hash slash, hash slash, hack slash. Um, everyone, all serial, all kind of slashers exist. 
because they've got this evil curse cult power and he briefly regains control from it. You looking it up? You found it? Yeah, but there's no direct translation for it. Oh, really? Um, it's just the festival. It's the month and the festival. Mm. Um, because we have in in Gaelic we have Anor Fiora, Morta Abron, Ul Lunasa, uh, Mina Hound, Mina Nog, yeah, etc. I skipped over a few there, uh, <laughs> but I, I was getting to the Man Four, Dara Four, Mina Hound, and Mina Nog. Mina Hound is November, um, and we call Halloween Iha Hound because it's the night of November. Mm. Um, but I'm not sure what the direct translation is it's one of those really old Gaelic words that might not have one Benjamin of course he's not really an Irish myth but not also no, well you don't even know what I'm going to say yet I thought you meant Sam oh no, okay no, sorry no Sam, no, Sam Haynes Sam no. Haynes it's a bloody month Irish. it's like Samuel Haynes <laughs> bloody July is coming for us oh god oh god no, sorry Julie get away from us Julie <laughs> Julie although aren't a lot of um doesn't American Gods do that as well, where they actually meet Easter? Yeah, well, so, no, American Gods, the TV series, does that. Mm-hmm. This concept of Istara, the god of Easter, is not in the book at all. I like when they meet all the Jesuses. <laughs> it's quite um, funny. Ben, speaking of Halloween, of course, yes. not really an Irish legend, but springing directly from the li- loins of an Irishman Ooh. is bloody Count Dracula. He's phantom of the opera. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so it's, it's to do a Dracula. To put on. Uh, Bram Stoker, Michael, bloody, yeah. bloody, big daddy Dracula himself. Um, Bram Stoker, famously a bit mental. Yeah. Um, very sickly, bedridden uh, individual when he was younger. And his mother would read him all these different mythologies. Go on. Ones that he became particularly fascinated by were uh, Upir or vampire mm-hmm. uh, from Slavic folklore. Um, Upir being U-P-I-R, but traditionally in that, that old script, you oh, see the, the old U as a v. v. And so the V became much more pronounced as we went along. Mm. Uh, and then they became the vampire. Um, and he was fascinated, riveted, horrified, etc. Horrifyingly fascinated by all things uh, vampire related. There was a craze a couple of years prior. He would have been in the Victorian period. And there was a big kind of surge of of Slavic folklore and vampire scaring because in that part of the world, they would practice, you know, staking the dead and stuff like that to keep them dead. What they actually found out is a lot of the times when people died, they would bloat up or, um, you know, fill with gases. The and stuff corpse like gas. That. Yeah, the old corpse, the classic, classic corpse gas. Yeah. Um, and what they would see if they left the body for too long is they would see the coffin lid moved or Ooh. something like this because the body would move from from gaseous eruptions. Um, and so Slavic people got a got a big old panic saying, "Oh my God, it's alive! That's bloody easy. Um, put a stake in him." And if they took a look at the face, uh, often the face would look like it was healthier than it had been the previous time. But that's because the gas was building up and puffing it out a bit. Oh, so you weren't getting those good. sagging kind of rigor mortis cheeks mm. anymore. Um, so there was a whole bunch of reasons for that. Um, it became a bit of a scare because um, there was a disease that spread around where people... Sure, isn't that always the way, Ben? One of those famous diseases, One of Michael. those diseases. Isn't that where all bloody customs come from in the end of the day? Uh, almost, yeah. Um, diseases and starvation. Take yeah. your pick. All your favourite food is probably poverty food that we use from scraps of animals. Yeah. And uh, all your favourite panics, all your favourite panics in history are probably disease related. Mm. Um, but anyway, that was a whole thing. He listened to these legends um, and then he was heavily influenced... By Michael. alcohol. 
by alcohol, opioids, the, the whole the whole Classic nine yards. the writer's gamut. But he also read another Irishman's account of a sexy lady lesbian vampire. Oh, very good. Uh, Sheridan Le Fanu wrote a book called Carmilla. I think it's Carmilla. And it's all about bloody sexy femme fatale lady vampire. In the bloody, in the, in the, in the past they had lesbians. In the past, yeah. So hang on, I'm trying to get it up for you here. Uh, not that way, Michael. Not, whoa. Whoa. What do you mean? Sexy lady lesbian vampire. I'll try to get it up for you. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got it. Ah, look, anyway, I made my I made my best effort, guys. It's been fun trying to do a podcast for a couple of months. Um, <laughs> it's been years, man. That's it. That's it. <laughs> it's been literally um, years. Yeah, so it's Carmilla by Sheridan Lefanu. I studied at school. Uh, it's about a bloody uh, sexy lady vampire who seduces young Virgi- virginal uh, women. And it's not the work of an Irishman. It's the work of an Irishman, Sheridan Lefanu. Obviously, an Irishman with Huguenot blood, yeah. Michael. Um, but it was the work of an Irishman. Um, and it was originally illustrated by David Henry Furston, so there were sexy lady panels that oh, went with it. Oh, it's very good. Um, and it, it caused a bit of moral panic around Dublin, but uh Bram Stoker got his hands on it and he was like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to make this considerably um, less sexy. Considerably, <laughs> considerably less sexy. The sexiest part that remained from Sharon and Fanny's work of, of course, the three brides of Dracula mm. who attempt to seduce Jonathan Harker in his in his chaste state. Yeah, as he his, he. I've got to get to the castle. <laughs> That's my Keanu Reeves. I love um, Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. It's, it's is that the best Dracula film? I think it might be. It might be. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed Van Helsing when I was a teenager. The one with Hugh Jackman. Yeah, the one with Hugh Kate Jackman. Beckinsale. Huge jacked man. Yeah, and Kate Beckinsale, best in sale. Best, best in, in oh, sale. Very good. Yeah. And uh, that had a good Dracula as well. He was a real angry Dracula and he had a big Morphe face thing. But that was just teenage special effects and me going, ooh. Blade's Dracula wasn't great, was he? No. What was he? What was, was that Dave Bautista? I feel like that was Dave Bautista. <laughs> yes, Dave Bautista played Dracula. Was it Dave? I think it might have been. <laughs> yes, it was. Excellent. Okay, let's wrap it up there, Ben. <laughs> what are your favourite holiday traditions when it comes to Halloween? What Halloween traditions did you practice with your family? Who's your favourite Halloween-inspired monster? Ooh. Uh, ooh. What will you be doing? Do you do horathons with your friends and family as Halloween comes up? Or do you just sit around and then give candy to strangers? Uh, will you be carving a pumpkin or a turnip? Which one will you be carving this year? Don't carve a turnip, it's no, terrifying. It's terrifying, please don't. Uh, as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can get in touch with us if you want to give us any comments, any feedback about the episodes. If you'd like to suggest an episode that you'd like to see covered, we're available in a variety of places. Shomorabeag.com, S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com. It means tiny room in Irish. You're damn right it does. Uh, we are on Instagram, we are on Spotify. If you'd like to listen to the other episodes, give us an L follow on, on we're Spotify. We're on Instagram, Ben, as Shomorabeag now. We're on Instagram as Shomorabeag. We've made this Switch. No. We've made the switch, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it won't affect you very much at no, all. You won't even know. But if you're looking for us uh, now on Instagram, it's Shomer Bjorg again. S E O M or A B E A G. That's it. Yeah. This time. yeah. It has, there's a new logo. It doesn't have any teal in it, but it somehow has the spirit of teal. <laughs> uh, and that's Michael being a prick to end the episode. Bye. <laughs> 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 Very good.